Hi friends, welcome to the Literary Sipper Podcast, where we sip from all things literary and literal. We offer creative parents a place to come for camaraderie and inspiration as we try to balance being a writer with managing a house full. I'm your host, Amber Vitti Hill. Thank you for joining me today. So we're going to talk craft books, when to use them, when not to use them, how to use them, and which ones are my favorite. There are so many craft books in my library. I mean, I'm looking at a shelf right now that has 15 right above me easily, and I probably don't know, have 20 or 25 more behind me in the shelf. And I have to say that I've spent a lot of money on craft books, and there was definitely a time where I bought books about writing instead of practicing the writing, because I thought just reading the craft book brought me closer to doing the actual kind of writing that could be deemed craft-worthy. But the reality is, no matter how much I read these kinds of books, um, the writing is still what counts. And having been a parent trying to write, especially in those early days, sometimes reading about writing was as close as I got because it was all that my schedule would allow for, you know, and at least it kept my toes in the water and I could still feel like myself a little bit, even though I hadn't had enough sleep. And and even though I had been singing the same six songs over and over again, or watching the same 10 shows. um, And even though I hadn't expressed my creativity in a really long time, I felt like if I bought this writing book, or took this particular book out of the library, then I would be closer to the writer that I wanted to be. So by all means, mama, you take the time you need and read all those books about writing and hone up on those skills. But what I'm asking is, would you be better served taking the five minutes to write something instead? I don't know. I'm not saying it's not important to study your craft. Goodness knows I look at David Corbett's The Art of Character and ask the questions from the back of the chapters more times than you would like to know. And the Robert Olin Butler uh, book, From Where You Dream, is an essential part of my beginning any new project because it reminds me to be sense-oriented rather than explaining what the character is thinking all of the time. But what I've noticed is that that is a different type of reading than reading something mindlessly, thinking that you're just reading it and learning by osmosis. It is reading a craft book to then apply that craft to your own writing within a time frame. not spending, you know, two days reading a book and then maybe you don't think about it again until you're halfway through your project. It is using it almost like a workbook or as a tool. And I think that is when craft books are especially helpful is when we start to think about them as tools. So I think one of the essential ways to distinguish the kinds of books about writing there are out there is to talk about those that can be used as tools and references and those that can be used as inspiration or necessary reading when you're in a creative block Um And they're sort of a choose-your-own-adventure. Do you want help with this particular problem? Or do you just need help and a shot in the arm to get started? Say you're a sculptor and not a writer. I think it's important to look at other sculptures. 
to see other techniques, materials, types of projects, scale, foundries that are used, um, to look at an artist's development over time, those early Rodin sculptures versus his later years, seeing something in person, being able to walk around it, investigate it from all sides. It's important to read about somebody's process or their journey with a particular piece or the history surrounding a piece. Was there a benefactor? Was it something um, that a gallery owner showcased only to private clients? Was it something that the, uh, the artist kept for himself or was it something meant to be showcased? All of these facets of being a sculptor are important. But if you never touch a piece of clay, you are not a sculptor. If you don't spend time touching the clay or using the canvas or writing something meaningful, then you are not the artist. You are a student of the art. And those are two different things. And this is where the books come in. The books help you to be a student of the craft. And that's important. It is always important to be curious. It is always important to expand your base of knowledge so you can get better. But the writing is the thing. When you're trying to balance being a mom and being a writer, it's sometimes it's a lot easier to read about writing. It doesn't require as much head headspace in a way. Um, so in that particular way of thinking, um, you can make excuses for yourself because you've still touched your art in some way or thought about it or ingested knowledge about it. So therefore, just be, then you didn't write today. That's okay. You are still doing something. And I think that's important too. I'm not here to say that that's bad. It's neither good nor bad. But I am wondering about being served in the end. Is it better to take that 15 minutes and use it to actually write so that you can produce the kind of art that you are proud of? You can get seduced by craft books in the same way you can get seduced by journal writing and say, okay, well, because I kept a daily journal, I've done my writing for today. When journaling is supposed to be a jumping off point, it's certainly practicing the creation of good sentences and the creation of a clear thought or a thought that is filled with energy. Um, but I think we rarely go back to our journal entries and say to ourselves, wow, that um, was a piece of writing separate from myself. It's usually a warm up, right? A clearing out um, like the morning pages in the artist's way, we, we are clearing our throats so we can get to the real stuff so that all of these other notions in our heads are cleared out. And I think journaling can be really helpful. I totally believe in journaling and I, I believe that it can help you get clear on a lot of points in the writing life and in the motherhood life. But I think you can't write the kind of work you want to if you only journal, if you only read books about writing. 
So what I want to talk about now are the books that you can use as tools um, and how do you use craft books as tools. The first thing I would say is that there's no one perfect craft book, that if you read it, you're going to be a perfect writer and you are going to be able to just stop taking anyone else's advice and practice the rules within that book and find your own voice. Um, if you try to imitate the voices of those who write the craft books and they can be your greatest inspiration, um, you don't develop the confidence that you need in order to sort of break the rules and move beyond um, the teacher, as it were. These kinds of writing books, um, and for example, I will say that they are like um, writing the breakout novel work um, or Save the Cat or the first five pages. I think that there are books which have very specific focuses and that you can use those uh, focuses as your writing lesson for the week. So you might say, on Monday, I'm going to read this chapter on opening lines. And then you are going to look at your own opening lines for the rest of the week. And you are going to work on the opening line for a week. And then you're going to move on to the next thing. Rather than spending two or three days ingesting the entire book, hoping you have internalized it enough to then go back to your work in progress and apply some of what you learned. I think to use these books as tools, you need to have the one-to-one -one correspondent. You need to read the chapter, look at the questions that are offered to you or the strategies that are offered to you, go actually apply them to your work in progress, and then keep your writing moving so you don't lose that momentum. And so many things get in the way of momentum. I mean, my brother gave me a subscription to Writer's Digest a few years ago for my birthday, and I still get it. Um, but they pile up because the amount of energy that I need to go through one of those cover to cover, and and I love it. Believe me, I love all the profiles and I love the writing, but I don't have that much time dedicated to my own writing. And so when I sit down to do my own writing, it is not picking up Writer's Digest or picking up Save the Cat and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do instead of writing today. It may be looking at Save the Cat's uh, idea about um, Act 1 versus Act 3 and then looking at my own Act 1s versus Act 3. But it has to correspond to what I am doing with my own work. And that is the way that those books become tools. You can also start to investigate what it is that are your weaknesses as a writer. And believe me, I think all of us can name our weaknesses much easier than we can name our strengths. But knowing your weaknesses is really great because then you can know what tools you have and what books that you have that can help you target those weaknesses so that your content creation develops over time and you're not making the same mistakes over and over again. And believe me, you know, when you finish a novel, um, you learn so much about the next one, about what's going to work for you. And if you're reading and ingesting craft books, 
at the same time, you're also learning new tools and skills that you can then apply. But if you never try, if you never write the story, if you never sit down at the computer and actually produce the work, then just knowing it is not enough. You have to touch the clay. There are also those craft books that are meant to be more inspiring um, or help us break through our creative blocks or help us free ourselves from the fear that comes from being vulnerable enough to be a writer or those that help us balance being an artist with being a parent. There are those books that we read to be inspired to look at heroes in a different way or look at mythology in a different way. And again, I would just suggest to you that you do not use them as obstacles for your own writing. Saying to yourself, I need to work my way through this book before I can call myself a writer. I think that um, some of these kinds of inspiring books are meant to be powerful in that they are meant to inspire you to keep going and to keep writing. So often I will use them as setups for my day and I will read a couple of pages or set a timer for five minutes and put myself into one of those books to get into the headspace that I need to get in so that I can then get to the work that needs to be done for the day on the book, the short story, the poem, whatever it is that I'm working on. And those particular kinds of books, what come to mind for me are um, Natalie Goldberg's Writing Down the Bones or Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert or On Writing by Stephen King, that they are meant to be a homecoming, um, as it were, where you are inspired to be a creative person, where you recognize that even the most creative among us have thought and struggled with the same things that you are thinking and struggling with at your desk, that they are not unique to you, nor is it a judgment on how good a writer you are. It is simply being an artist in a world that tells you to be anything but an artist. And if you're a mom trying to balance your time, it's really easy to throw a craft book in your purse and take it to the park. And, you know, when it's time for you to do the carpool pickup line, like take the craft book, that's the time you couldn't allot to it. But I would also say throw a pack of index cards in your purse because if you work on that one sentence, for those 10 min minutes, the one sentence that's been bothering you, you'll feel just as good. And you might even feel a little bit better because sometimes when you're having a tough day making time for writing, it is those little five-minute bursts that can then lead you into the momentum you need to finish the word count that you want ultimately. So which ones are my favorites? That's really hard. I mean, Craft books make great gifts. I'm just going to say the holidays are almost upon us and um, they are certainly um, easy to come by. If you're like me, though, and have so many people might have a hard time choosing one for you because you might 
have it already, but even so, I still think that they are um, worth giving. Uh, it's worth giving because it allows you to recognize those people in your life who are trying to write. Um, but I would say the three that come to mind um, are primarily Writing Down the Bones by Natalie Goldberg, um, Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon, I think is an important book. It's a very small, beautifully illustrated book that um, I use as like a open it to any page and just go from there because it really just elevates you, motivates you, um, and it's very modern and fun. And, um, and then of course the quintessential on writing by Stephen King. Now, most likely the writers in your life will have on writing. They might even have writing down the bones. Um, but I bet you still like an artist they don't have. And, um, that's a really great gift. But I would remind you at the end of the day that creative writing is anything but easy. And my favorite piece of advice, um, comes in from Natalie Goldberg in the chapter of her book entitled Writing as a Communal Act, where she says writers are great lovers. They fall in love with other writers, and that's how they learn to write. And it goes on to say that, don't, that you shouldn't make writers different from you, that they are good and you are bad. Don't create the dichotomy. It makes it hard to become good if you create that duality. The opposite, of course, is also true. If you say I am great and they aren't, then you become too proud and unable to grow as a writer or hear criticism of your work. Just they are good and I am good. That statement gives a lot of space. And I think that is my final piece of advice for you guys when it comes to graph books. <laughs> Use them as tools. Use them to elevate and above all else, keep writing. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you guys are sipping on something good. I have my cinnamon tea right next to me since it's a cold and rainy Seattle afternoon. It's the perfect drink, but no matter what time of day, I hope you have something equally as tantalizing in front of you. Um, just a reminder for those moms out there, there is a 30-day journal free for you um, over on ambervdhill.com, so you can go get that PDF. Um, it's a guided journal that helps you get at some of the reasons you want to write and some of the reasons that um, you can work, how you can work through some of the blocks that you might be having. And I will leave the links to the books um, that I mentioned in the show notes. So you can go ahead over and order one of those up for yourself or for the, another writer in your life. I hope you're all doing well and keep writing.